the internet and welcome to this very special 2012-2013 episode of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist! <laughs> I don't know why I got all uh, morning zoo there. Uh, the show is a production of iHeartRadio. Uh, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. F- oh, fuck them. <laughs> My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Oh, Jack O'Brien, oh, Jack O'Brien, how are thy hands so awkward? And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! I see a blazing boy puffing on a blunt. (laughs) Okay, that's all I got. Yeah, and we're thrilled to be joined also by super producer, Anna Houdinier! Anna Hosnier, Anna Hosnier. All right, this is bullshit. Anna Hosnier. I did it right. Why Yo, are thy dicks so fire? Up right now. Jack I wish has a box knew. of holiday candy. He's a vibrating. That he's crushing and snorting. <laughs> but like, I'm like tired, but yeah, like on you're, a sugar. You're high. like a delirium. Yeah, I'm a yeah. little delirious right now, guys. You've, but you we've got, been we get we've been going like four podcasts a day for like a week. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm just doing it. I'm, We're yeah. going to burn out, y'all, like <sighs> millennials. It's overheating. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. No, <laughs> Not, none keep, of this. Keep this energy. Keep All right. this energy throughout. Well, uh, so today, guys, talking about 2012, 2013. What a year. Where what were you? a year to be alive. Where was I in 2012? I just moved out to Los Angeles. Uh, Sarah and I got real into running. Uh, really? It was a very lonely time for both of us. What do you mean? Because you were both just jogging, jogging together? Jogging a lot. In your own, did you, would you wear headphones or do you that thing where like, hey, if you're jogging, you should be able to have a light conversation. Oh, no, no, no. We, w- we would do it together and we had each other's company, but we didn't have many friends. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Oh, because so, you just moved out to a new we town. We just moved out to a new town. We were running a lot and the people uh, we were hanging out with were other runners, and oh shit! Yeah, it was rough, man. Run gang. What were yeah. you running from, though? Yeah, exactly. Mm, exactly. That's the question we're still trying New to York answer. New York shitty. Yeah. Uh, where were you, Anna? 2012. Yeah. I uh, mid-year I had graduated college, university. Okay. That's Around true. June time. I did end up getting back from uh, getting back into In good, good standing. standing. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah! This uh, is the uh, triumphant return. Yeah. You know, graduated. Uh, Top with of a, our class. Nope. Gave a speech, valedictorian. I don't even think they nope, let me walk. Not gra- didn't graduate top of her class. Graduated fucked up off her ass. Yeah. Oh. At the graduation. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There's a photo of me at the graduation ceremony with my eyes closed and head back. Because my right. parents were like, why aren't you even giving a shit? And I was like, it's like 18 hours long. Oh, yeah. I've been to a public university before. I, never, I didn't even go to my so ceremony. So many students. I did not go to my own college graduation because I did not want to sit in the heat. Yeah, at well, the tennis courts at oh, UCLA. Like ours was indoors. Oh um, no, because they have to graduate everybody at the same time. So like my department would be in the tennis area. I'm like, mm-hmm. fam, in June in Los Angeles? No. Also, I just need the paper so I can get a fucking job. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, did you bring that paper? Did you bring your diploma to every job interview? Yeah, like the <laughs> mom and Joy Luck Club frame. who's yeah. like holding the Time magazine cover. Remember when you brought it to this one? <laughs> I did. Yeah. And you guys didn't even give me shit because it was so clearly a joke diploma from Bovine yeah. University. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, yeah, I was living in my mom's back house. Mm. This mm. is post-politic life. This is post-politics life. I'm still not really doing a steady job. This is when I'm doing, start doing my odder jobs, like I'm doing raves uh, doing artist hospitality there, 
managing like cash artist hospitality at, at raves yeah wow like so setting up like a dj's trailer with like all their wild rider shit yeah hell yeah man and that's when i was like man you know what i need to get on the the right side of this mic man yeah that's so right they can have i can have people fill up my dressing room with gelato and hint pineapple water <laughs> hint pineapple water that's that was your future, man. That's the rider right there. There it is. Anyway, so twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Where we start? What a year! Uh, so let's start out with movies. I I feel like that's a good good way to kind of place yourself in the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. That was the year uh, that Looper came out, and this is also the order. Generally, I'm going to be listing these in the order when you Google movies 2012. This is how Google has it, which I think is a good metaphor for like how our collective consciousness remembers. Uh, movies from that year. It's like what order they're in. Kind of a weird order. Looper first, The Master, Argo, uh, Lincoln, Moonrise Kingdom, The Avengers, which I would have thought would be first, mm. uh, Django, The Amazing Spider-Man. That That's a movie that has just completely disappeared. Is that the one with Andrew Garfield? Yeah. yeah. Just uh, totally disappeared from our consciousness. One, okay, Tobey Maguire, regardless of his pussy posse days, he really killed it with that Spider-Man. Like, that one really brought yeah. it home to me. I was like, James Franco, evil dad, get it. Okay, That was great. James Franco, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. So, and then when you come out with the, I feel like they didn't wait long enough to come out with a new Spider-Man. So by that point, I was like, no, I'm still taking in the old Spider-Man. Right. Because mm -hmm. it takes me like 10 years to watch a single superhero movie, you guys. Beasts of the Southern Wild came out that year. That was a pretty movie. Didn't Wasn't mm -hmm. the little girl in that like the youngest Academy Award nominee? Yeah, well, yeah I think she was. I don't want to say her name wrong, but I think it was Kwanzaa uh-huh. That's a pretty name. Last pretty movie. I can't remember, unfortunately. Zero Dark Thirty came out that year. That seems too fast, because didn't we just talk in the last episode bin about, bin Laden got got. <laughs> about how they killed Bin Laden uh -huh. one year before? That and movie now, was propaganda. It really was. So we had Zero Dark Thirty, and what was the other? Oh, Argo, in which they claimed that like the American CIA saved these hostages except and like totally edited out the canadian intelligence officers right. who like planned the whole thing and executed the whole thing yeah. but this was a big year for cia propaganda big mm -hmm. year for pete Buttigieg. i believe argo's <laughs> tagline was thank god for ben affleck yeah in which we we're all like he <sighs> your audience were angry for years after mm. what was um i'm I, I completely lost my train of thought i was just looking up when uh, the Osama bin Laden raid was May 2nd, 2011. And then this movie came out December of 2012. Yeah. Zero right. They were just like, boom. Yeah. But apparently, like, how much info we have already. They say Catherine Bigelow was working on a script already that was around the Battle of Tora Bora. So it was already kind of searching for bin Laden esque. Got it. And then, yeah. I, oh, then one of the people that was helping her write said that they found out like women had a huge role in this process. And then they started getting cracking on that script mm. but yeah that was very much like yeah nothing to see here that was all cool all chill don't worry about it america number one i feel like the avengers was like the big movie that year right the avengers and the dark knight rises i didn't even see the avengers really yeah oh man yeah, I, I don't know why it. it's weird i like I, I say this all the time i just got overwhelmed i think that year before it was thor and like iron man three man and all that other shit iron man three was maybe 2013 yeah, yeah. Because, oh, that reminds me of my other job I was doing. Iron Man 2 year. was 2011. Ah, I see. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. And I think maybe I just didn't like those other characters. But enough. I do feel like you're correct that this was a year that is defined again. Like we talked, 2010 had a lot of original uh, IP. 2012 
uh, or 2011, we started seeing more sequels. And this year, that kind of continued that trend because you got Avengers, you got Dark Knight Rises, you got uh, 21 Jump Street, 21 Jump Street, Skyfall. Uh, you got movies that were uh, Men in Black 3. Mm. Uh, actually, I looked at uh, the top 10. Wait, John Carter, like John Carter from Mars? Yeah. That was that that was in 2012? Yeah. I could have swore that was like in 2002. Mm. You know, I the movie that really uh, spoke to me was outside of Magic Mike was The Master because I believe around that time Master. is when we were all starting to really come after Scientology. Like that was kind of Yeah, it was hot. I remember really Lawrence really Wright came out with the Going Clear book, like we were all starting mm. to hop I don't know if that was exactly 2012, but we were all starting to hop on the what the Around fuck is time. going on mm-hmm. here yeah. train. So the top box office movies, The Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, Hunger Games, Skyfall, the Bond movie, Twilight, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. That's the top six, and those are all like sequels or whatever. And then you get more original works like Ted, your Ted's. Oh, the first Ted came out that yeah, year? Yeah, the first Ted came out that year. Wow. Uh, your Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted's of the world. Uh, when did uh, Ping- Penguins of Madagascar come out? I have no idea. You mean March of the Penguins? Um, no, there was like that spinoff, the Penguin characters from Madagascar got their own, own, oh. own film. Anyways, let's talk about the stories that happened. This was a this was a rough year for just- like just news, ever the events yeah, of the world. Yeah, it was, so it started with Trayvon was the first like major story of that year in February. Uh, May, Obama supports gay marriage. Uh, and that was actually something like I had heard Biden say like he was the first to support gay marriage in the Obama White House uh, during a debate and just thought it was like random synapses firing. Uh, but the way that Time Magazine, again, I'm looking back at these uh sort of year recaps, like year in review recaps from the end of the year. They're like written in December of that year. And the way that that story was written was like after Joe Biden, like unexpectedly came out in favor of gay marriage, uh, you know, Obama was sort of forced to do it. So that uh, that random synapse firing that came out of Joe Biden's mouth apparently might be true. Wait, so they are saying it was like an accident where he's like, I, he just forgot to say do not and just wrote support gay marriage. No, I think he just, it was like unplanned. Yeah. But like he, he basically like Joe Biden put out his support first and Obama was like, you motherfucker. All right, fine, Joe. I do too. Um, Well, because in like that, what, 2011 is when he stopped having Department of Justice defend DOMA. Right. In court. Right. So, I mean, it was kind of on that way. I mean, obviously. and But yeah, yeah he had. Because like before that, like in the early 2000s, he was more of like, a, I, I fuck with civil unions, but right. marriage isn't a right type right. of stance. Yeah. Oh. Um, There's the mass shooting in Aurora at the Dark Knight Rises uh, movie. Like I think it was opening weekend. Uh, Obama. This was while the election was going on. Uh, and Obama really stepped up, became. I think this was one. Around the first time people started using the phrase consoler in chief, he was like the man who was like there for people, a, a shoulder, literally a shoulder for people like victims to cry on. Um, so that happened in July. Then in August, the uh, the London Olympics happened. Yep. I feel like this was a good glimpse at the future of like definitely probably the present of China, but like sort of the future police states of the world. Like 
very beautiful, very fun, very like popular, full of viral moments, and deeply authoritarian, right. like across the board mm-hmm. with just like all sorts of surveillance equipment and police state technology. I think there were some buildings in downtown London that had missile launchers on the wall. Um, oh yeah, like some kind of like defense emplacements, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just fully militarized. It was wild. And building stadiums that nobody really ever wanted. Right. So, yeah. That's but that's a constant theme with any. Yeah, that's Olympics. always the Olympics. Let's yeah. displace people for this shit. Yeah. Also, I remember that year this game Plague Inc. came out, this mobile game where you could like evolve your own virus. I remember kind of one of the deals. I feel like it always would reference the uh, the Olympics that year, and huh. like, yo, then a lot of people go for the Olympics, and then that virus starts spreading everywhere. <laughs> Is that the one that was like was actually a sort of artificial intelligence thing where they were trying to look at sort of how a plague would spread? Basically, I don't know who that was. The motive behind it. That, that's oh, what, I just like that like you some... could add new like things to your illness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your virus, you added added some new, uh, you're like, this one. Yeah, because you could be like, oh, it does well in arid climates or like causes cough. This one makes like you that. so thirsty and then the worms burst forth no, it's, through it's your just, nose. It's just it's weird actually when I think about that mindset for me to be playing a game in 2012 where I'm like reveling and ending all life on earth and creating an illness that is uncurable, yeah. incurable. So that's about halfway through the year. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the rest of 2012 and into 2013. And we're back. And all right, so the London Olympics happen. We're all just like riding on a high from Michael Phelps and like just. Was that his up. first year doing No, that was... 2008? Yeah, Beijing was his first year. And then this was like when he really... It was just like he was rolling. They're like, this guy's high. Rolling through the competition. <laughs> riding high, like, literally. dare this Olympic athlete live his life? Yeah. And then September 11th happens and Benghazi. Knock us down off our high horse. Uh, that was I, really sad. It was very sad. It was also... Uh, that then in October, the investigation into the attacks on Benghazi start. Uh, and yeah, that that's was... I remember the the diplomat that they dragged out and killed went to my college. Did he really? Our college put out a thing. Yeah, he Jesus was a lot Christ. older. But yeah, but college put out a thing being like, um, you know, like, you that know, guy rest in peace. Like, Ooh. and Holy that was shit. devastating because I remember the photos of his body, his lifeless body being dragged around were circulating. And I remember just being... I can like still see the photos in my mind and it's still to this day like one of the most devastating things I like imagining like of a person being dragged through the streets and then having the photo yeah. posted everywhere yeah. and it's like this is like, a this, this person has, has a family. family yeah and then now for the rest of our years we everyone Hillary gets blamed like you hear the word Benghazi so often right you're like yeah it here we go meaning yeah, yeah it it's just it's just in drag through the mud and it's just a really fucked up it's a fucked up thing that we'll never forget. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, using like weaponizing that for yeah. as a political tool. Yep, uh, the economy had kind of had a pretty strong recovery uh, through the first four years of the Obama administration, and that was something Time Magazine uh, 
commented on the headline they had was the economy recovers like a motherfucker oh hell yeah, yeah. they had that actual headline? oh hell yeah, yeah pimp you hell know yeah that. pimp uh no they they what? had a no they no. didn't have that <laughs> <laughs> uh but they they i have a chart in our doc that shows like mm. basically what happened it's pretty pretty remarkable uh uh, what we call in the biz hockey sticks growth. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> then in October, we had Hurricane Sandy uh, devastate the East Coast. Uh, the 2012 election, where Mitt Romney came in, mm-hmm. won it back for the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. Uh, the fiscal cliff in December. Uh, oh, that was that was such hot news. I know that was such a big deal, and look at us now. <laughs> exactly. Don't give a fuck. And then Sandy Hook happened in December, so just kind of. And I think yeah, that was really well, fuck, man. That was seven years ago, <sighs> and we are still done fuck all. Yeah, on gun control. I mean, we did so in this episode. We're doing 2012 and 2013. So I looked at like 2013, and you know the news stories about gun control and it's just like we actually like went in the opposite direction because because gun rights people like go so hard when something like that happens they push back in the other direction it's i find interesting that like today you still see it that very like very intense ad from the sandy hook parents association where it's a bunch of kids doing like their back to school shopping. Oh, oh and yeah, they're that being came like, out this year. Yeah. I love to get this stuff, but it's so clearly that they're like hiding from a school right. shooting. Like yeah. that's they're they had to put that ad out now. Like it's been seven years and they're still being like, Hi, our kids are in danger. Yep. They got well, so we just can't uh, that lobby's so powerful. I think the reaction too is like uh like Second Amendment NRA gun humper people were so the second anything was mentioned, it's like you know, like when Maybe there's a one last, let's say one last Coca-Cola in the cooler and you reach for it and someone goes, I need that, man. That's right. mine. Don't right. fucking touch it. And you're almost mm. kind of like a reasonable person. So you go, oh, fuck. All right, mm-hmm. dude. Right. Yeah. I don't like it. It ain't got to be like that. Th- that sort of reaction initially, I think. But if you're a Coca-Cola rights advocate, you're going to be like, no, fuck that. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just seeing that, like, I think for people who are maybe in favor of gun tr- gun control first are sort of taken aback maybe a little bit, but like, oh, yeah. shit, like, what? Why are they coming but little, at do us you, so hot? Then you, when you sort of look back retrospectively and understand just how, you know, these conversations or discussions were informed by the NRA and things, it's like, well, of course. But, I mean, it's not right. just the NRA. Like, gun sales shoot through the roof. That's a terrible way to say that. But gun yeah. sales go up. Uh, right after a mass shooting because which is so weird because Why? people are scared they They're like yeah. you'll take part it if of them, i don't grab it now yeah part of them Ugh. knows like it's wild that our government <laughs> lets us have these like weapons that are this deadly like these are military yeah. grade weapons and so they're just like we better go out and buy all of these because eventually it's too good to be true one day they're gonna take these back and you know not let us be armed like we're in the middle of a ground war Here, here's a hot take Guns aren't really that cool. Uh, oh, tell that to the, the Minutemen. Yeah. Right. Um, just some of the things from the 2012 election. <laughs> Romney was really quite quite the uh, candidate. Um, oh, hell yeah. These, these are memorable moments, according to Time, Mag- Time Magazine. Uh, Romney tells a New Hampshire audience, I like being able to fire people. Uh, <laughs> ki- they say kicking off a year of rich guy gaffes. Wow. So that basically led to Trump being elected because he was the king of firing people. Right. Great. 
Right. Well, it was just it was basically the things that Romney was ashamed of was were the things that Trump just did like openly and cartoonishly to the mm-hmm. point that people were like, yeah, no, this guy like steers into the tailspin, you know, uh, conservative firebrand Rush Limbaugh calls Georgetown law student Sandra Fluke a quote slut and a quote prostitute during his nationally syndicated talk radio show. Uh, I do remember this. I hadn't like, so it was just like, this is what went when Obama was president, like the conservative side of the media was like needed something to freak out about. Like currently they're accusing the mainstream media of freaking out about their president. But when Obama was president, they just had to like lash out. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah. Wait, what did she do? I remember her name. She but did something like, about women's rights and uh, rights to uh, birth control and Planned Parenthood. What a slut. What a slut. Yes. And a prostitute. Yeah. Um, I sweat ranch. And he <laughs> still has that show. Yeah. Telling people that hurricanes aren't real. They're a myth while his like, building's being yeah. taken away. Idiot. Yeah. No, he's one of the most popular and influential voices in uh, conservative politics today. A Daily Caller reporter interrupted and heckled Obama during a major immigration reform announcement. Uh, just started calling him like a liar and hmm. shit. It's just something about that guy that they couldn't stomach. I don't know what it was. Well, this oh, His skin color. The fucking Clint Eastwood empty chair. That was also um, at the Republican National Convention this year when old ass Clint Eastwood did his memorable, iconic single chair monologue, empty chair monologue. It was so strange. I hadn't remembered how strange this was. And also how, like, I don't know, awkward, and he didn't seem to be be able to remember what he was supposed to be saying. Yeah, it looked like somebody, like a like a toxic, confident guy doing an open mic set for the first time. Right. And, but- like, kind of going through the jokes, but it's also not phasing him because he's in a just a completely separate reality from everyone else. Yeah. He, so the Clint Eastwood gets up at the Republican national convention and is like, yeah, I, I liked Obama when he got, uh, nominated. I, I cried, Oprah cried, but then, you know, I, I also not as hard as I cry when people are unemployed now. And then he just starts addressing this empty chair next to him without explaining that there's like a premise here. Right. Because it almost looks like, oh, is he sundowning? Right. Uh, then I guess here you can. We'll yeah, hear this a little is bit how it him. starts. Yeah. Literally addressing an empty fucking chair that's supposed to be brought back. So, Mr. President, how do you uh, how do you handle uh, how do you handle promises that you made when you were running for election? And how do you handle uh, how do you handle it? I mean, what do you say to people? Do you uh, do you just uh, oh what? you know? I know people uh, people were wondering. You don't you don't have it, okay? Well, I know even some of the people in your own party were very disappointed when you didn't close Gitmo. And I thought, uh, well, I think get closing Gitmo. Why close that? We spent so much money on it. Uh, okay. I- yeah, it's well, brutal. It's, it's a ramble. It's really it's, like one of those things like you never want to meet your heroes or see them like this you know, kind of without a script. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you? Uh, Wait, what? You What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, Anyways, Romney lost yeah. <laughs> badly. 
Uh, there was also the secretly recorded video where he said that 47% of America doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and he said that he uh, liked big Sesame Street as much as everybody else, but he was still going to defund PBS. Um, and binders. Yeah, binders and binders. Full of women. Right. Somebody, I think it was during a debate, he was like talking about how woke his campaign was. And he was like, I, I had binders full of women come yeah. to me. Uh, so he, yeah, he's just, he, he had the perfect mixture of being out of touch, uh, super rich person and also like Al Gore level robot human. Charisma. Yeah. Charisma. Charisma. Yeah. Uh, and then let's move on to 2013. Let's start off with the movies of 2013, Mm -hmm. 12 years a slave. That instantly reminds me of Sterling at the Clippers. Sterling at I the Clippers. People were making memes because he was talking. That's when he was caught on the phone this year. Wasn't this the year? Was this the year? I could have swore to God it was because I was making twelve years of slave memes about like how he was talking about his own players in the franchise. That was twenty fourteen. Die! Yeah, they got me. Oh, when did the movie come out though? End of twenty thirteen. End of twenty thirteen. Hey, and I'm back, baby. <laughs> I ain't no Clint Eastwood here. Yeah, twelve years of slave. What a. The that, act of what was the act of killing? The act of killing was that documentary. Yeah. It's probably it's the Errol, best documentary. Errol Morris oh, and uh, I don't think Warner, it's Errol Morris. Warner Herzog. I thought they did it together. I don't think so. I'm pretty no, sure. it's a it's just a a filmmaker. It's neither of those guys, but it's it's a like a guy goes over to a country that had a full on revolution and genocide. Yeah, it was in Indonesia. In Indonesia, yeah. and the hmm. country, the leaders that who are still in power. <laughs> What executive producer producers Werner Herzog and oh, Errol I thought you Morris meant, like made it no, but I mean they teamed up to get it like made it happen because I think they, they're like yeah. the the two guys who know that the feels thing. like something Werner Herzog when you he yeah. heard about it, he goes we must make this documentary right well, that's I remember seeing it because it was so wild because you they re they got the people who committed the murder to reenact, re-enact the yeah. murders that's yeah. hard to convince people to do that it was it's one of the if you haven't seen it it's just an amazing they movie. snitched. On themselves. Yeah. Well, because so basically the idea was that they had never because after the revolution, they were the people in power. So they had just never confronted that there was anything wrong with the fact that they, you know, committed genocide. And so you are having these people just completely guiltlessly talking about committing mass murder and just like choking out hundreds of people on a mm-hmm. single day with like this wire thing. And then, but there's like also this level where they're, there's like a part of them, like their humanity that they've like killed off. That's like kind of like the person starts having like stomach trouble as he's like talking about it. Right. He's like, he's realized, oh. like, Oh yeah, this was yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's really wild. Uh, but yeah, then they reenact like the killings. Um, Frozen came out this year. Uh, iconic, iconic movie. It's 2013, and I'm in a movie theater. Frozen has just come out. Right. This 2013. I don't know. I'm. I'm I have no concept of when movies come out anymore. I honestly, I thought Frozen came out in 2015, 2016. Yeah, I would have too. You could have. You could have convinced me of either thing. The first Purge came out. I feel like that's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen it though. Now you see yeah. me. I feel like that's iconic, even though I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, the ma- magician film? Yeah, don't you feel Are like they're doing the heist? Yeah, don't you I feel mean, like- I'm not gonna lie. I saw it. Yeah, I I've seen it on cable since then. Uh, I haven't seen Now You See Me too. I don't know. It's like movies that a lot of people saw this year 
aren't that iconic. Like World War Z, I feel like that that was like a huge hit and a big deal at the time, but the, it didn't really like last in the consciousness. No, I think the best thing about World War Z was the fucking trailer. Right. Like yeah. I remember seeing him like, what the fuck? No. I just like this shit. I wanted to see a wild ass group of zombies just make a big pile against a right. wall. I was yeah. like, yep, this is tight. And then it was not, it wasn't, it, it was, wasn't hitting yeah, like it was I thought it blah. was. Uh, American Hustle, aka Wigs, the movie. Yeah. Uh, that was like a movie that everybody loved at the time, but like I feel like it's not really. Haven't really... seen it since then. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone's thought about it. I think it was just completely forgotten the second the ball dropped in yeah. 2014. Uh, but yeah, like smaller movies like The Purge were iconic. Uh, Captain Pacific Phillips Rim. became iconic for the I'm the Captain Now line. Uh, I have trouble remembering most of everything except from that line. I've seen the film. Yeah. And all I remember is I'm the Captain Now. So basically, some. do you want me to explain the plot to you? I haven't seen it, but no, I, I, I know I, everything. I remember what, I mean, I know the basic plot, but like I can't vividly remember many of the scenes aside from like that one. I believe Tom Hanks was acting with a uh, beard of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe he was playing iconic. some kind of captain iconic. at the time. <laughs> Very iconic. Uh, Iron Man 3 came out, one of the big movies of the year. Iron and Man 3, man. Keeping that process going of uh, you know sequels. Monster I- University, Despicable Me 2. These were the big movies of that year. Oh, you love it. <laughs> love to see it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Her, that was a big movie that was like super critically acclaimed that I feel like everybody's kind of forgotten about since then. Yeah. Um, Furious Six, hugely critically acclaimed. Uh, no, but it was. I didn't a, see what was it? Who's very in, successful. What happens movie. in that one? I don't know. I I don't. I can't tell. I any think of those Furious apart. Six was the one where they destroyed Brazil. That's no, that's five. Oh. That's Fast that's Five, bro. Five. You're right. I think Six. Maybe they destroyed. I yeah. don't know. That was the one. Do they destroy? That was the one with the giant like plane at the end where they're like driving down the runway of, of the. At oh, the airport that's the one where like, Gal, Gal Gadot's character yeah shows up. Yeah, this I is, won't spoil it. <laughs> is this when The Rock shows up for the first time? Or was no, he five. No, that was Fast five. five. Oh, so now he's chasing them around the world. No, yes. now they've teamed up. Oh, is are they still chasing them? I'm pretty sure. Well, they no, they do up. later, but like they're it, it's the fallout from Rio. And mm. then Hobbs has been tracking a gang of lethally skilled mercenary drivers. And then someone Dom knows, so he's like, yo, Dom. Dude, right. this is the one where um, Letty. Letty comes back. This is back. the Letty yeah, one. Yeah. And then what that, do you mean? the Letty most iconic back. of all. Uh, yeah. Remember oh, how Michelle she dies and, and is alive in every other nah, episode? I don't really know these movies that well. I just I just like Supras. So yeah, there's some iconic <laughs> movies, but they're not uh they're not necessarily the ones that you would have picked as the most iconic at like that year. Right, I would have right. because I know everything. But ah uh, yes, yeah. uh, top international stories. There's a lot of like, you know, just international. Like I feel like what is the stereotypical thing that Americans picture when they think of international stories? There's like super typhoons, uh, ring of terror in Africa. A factory disaster in Bangladesh. Um, yeah, it's just like that's when Americans picture news of the world. I think they picture stretchers and rubble and starving children. Oh, this yeah. Is, well, I mean, most of the news is sort of focused to be like, yeah, what about that part of the world, though? Right. Um, but we also got Francis, the progressive pope. 
And the rest of this episode will be about Francis, the progressive pope, after we take a quick commercial break. From Progressive Auto Insurance. And we're back, and uh, we're not going to talk about the Pope. We're going to talk about that's the one who drank about... beer, the German one. No, he's that dude's not progressive. That's Ratzinger? the Nazi guy. Ratzinger was the Nazi. When was he the Pope? Right before this dude. But then Francis came in because that dude what retired. What happened there? It's weird. Is and that what the whole movie is? There's like a movie about Yeah, the there's two a popes? new movie, The Two Popes, because usually there's only one Pope alive, yeah. and this proves that there's a reason for that because the Pope who's still alive but is no longer the pope and who is also an ex-nazi and also a super conservative pope who's like but he drinks beer right wasn't that the thing like yeah. but he loves beer yeah so like, yeah okay. so he's cool so that excuses everything <laughs> anyways he retired probably because he had like some sort of scandal coming down the pike and they were like uh, so and then a progressive pope came along and he just laid back in the cut and was like yes yes <laughs> yes my pretties um okay uh, this is when serious of war started horrifying um, and then, yeah, this is the year when, uh, like I was talking about, uh, one of the stories that Time Magazine had in their Urim review is, gun control loses steam. The <laughs> historic school shooting in Newton that left 20 children dead and six adults was supposed to have been a turning point for gun control advocates, riding the collective dismay over the massacre. Uh, the DNC leaders sought to ban assault weapons, and then it was like fully pushed back and it, it died in the Senate and then they like got laws that loosened restrictions. So that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of breaking in the other direction. The Supreme court found for gay marriage. Uh, there was the Boston marathon bombing, which I feel like was America's version of the London Olympics where we got a vision of like what a American police state would be like when they had completely like shut down the whole city of Boston and all the suburbs and like nobody was allowed on the street. Um, oh, right. Cause they were, they, they were, were chasing it was a manhunt. Right. And then they was like found in the back of a boat or something. Yeah. Right. right. In someone's backyard. And then this is when we got the Snowden leaks, um, which I think was the big dominant news story of, of that time. Right. Uh, but Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk you. about the top 10 buzzwords. What? What? Would, oh, God. Okay. I like this one. Okay. Thanksgivica. The fuck is that? I Christmica. guess that was the year that uh, the Gregorian and Hebrew calendars lined up. And so Thanksgiving, the first day of Hanukkah, both fell on November 20th. Oh, early, early Hanukkah that year. That That's one of those buzzwords that has really stood the test of Thanksgivica. time. Thanksgivica. Uh, that sounds like you're going to Thanksgiving with a crib. Right. <laughs> It's funny, time, time has a list of uh, overreported stories, and they are Miley Cyrus twerking, Paula Dean. She was not twerking. And also, it's, it's funny that stories about institutional racism and appropriation are the ones that everyone needs to just chill out about. Right, right. All right, these are overdone. Okay, Paula, hot We're booter and it. all, I'm racist, y'all. Yeah. And the, wasn't the was the Miley Cyrus twerking thing from the MTV yeah, Awards? With yeah, her when and... she was completely using like black people as props. Yeah, and exactly. Shit, and it was like just the most. Yeah, that was when people started being like, "Hold up, a little bit now." Yeah, we aren't. It's fine. It was just a phase. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I've gone completely the other way. I'm just country singer now. 
guys, honest, he's making better music now anyway. It's the most overcovered story of the year. Give it a break. Give Jay's it, on my give feet. Break, guys. Other buzzwords? Emoji? Did they just learn about emojis in 2013? Like, was that? No, I think no, they were just starting to pop off. I think because um, it was be- it was a thing that like phone people knew because in Japan you'd been like we would you, that's from Japan the word emoji. Uh, I think it just became a like it reached its tipping point here, and then we're like, yeah, use those emojis rather than like, what about cool cry face? But this like sounds like it could have been written in the 1800s. Textures decorated countless messages and posts with letter-sized aliens, clinking glasses, and kisses. <laughs> and the niche Stop buzzword the used to describe the little digital messages were welcomed into Oxford's online dictionary. Emoji. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, dude, Bitcoin was huge, too. Yeah, this but this was, was big... like, oh, this is when it was getting bigger, though. Bigger, right. Bigger. This is when it, like, kind of Not when Lily Allen turned down, out. like, $900 billion in Bitcoin. Right. Whistleblower uh, was a buzzword, I guess, because of Edward Snowden, even though that word had been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Snapchat. Catfishing. So this is, we talked in 2000, I guess 2010 or 11, the movie Catfish came out. I think it was 2010 because we were saying that that was like a very iconic yeah. year for uh, original movies. So that was the year Catfish came out. And then this is the year that Catfishing officially like entered the lexicon. Yes, dude, Manti Teo. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember that? I was remember. Yes, fool. Anna, do you know that story? No. What is this? This dude who played for Notre Dame, football player. No. The, what was the thing he had? He he made up a person that he found. Like he so he make he it up? had What's a girlfriend that? online who he had never met, who had told him. That his, that uh, I think somebody was dying, or maybe they said that they were dying. Oh no, he was classically and catfish. So he he like was one of the top NF or top NFL prospects and the like the best defensive player in college football. And he had like Notre Dame play on behalf of his girlfriend, like uh, the inspirational story. And he would like tell people that he was like he would tell the media that he was playing for his girlfriend. And then That's so right. the media right. looked into it and they were yes. like, yo, dude, that is not who you think it is. It was a man, right? Yeah, it was just a dude from, from Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Damn. Oh, but from Hawaii. Yeah. Huh. Did they ever meet like in Catfish and see if maybe they can make it work? <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, think so. They flew Neve out. <laughs> yeah. And they goes, what the hell? What the heck, man? That's really not cool. Yeah. Manti, like, really was, really loved you. While while Max is covered in cameras. Yeah, so many, and he's holding three digital cameras. (laughs) Um, All right, I'm going to do one for you, and you tell me if you can guess the word. The term blank, describing a provocative, hip-thrusting dance. Uh, I guess Uh, that's, yeah, we already said it. um, What is it? The Dougie. No, work. (laughs) Dougie. Binge watch. Mm. They claim binge watch became a term only in 2013. Is this just because Time Magazine's like old people? I w- is it one yes. of those things because it got into the dictionary that they're calling it a buzzword? Maybe. Like it's that word of the year? Well, because I mean, it's this is kind of when like, yeah, at this point, a lot of people have Netflix. Most right. people have Netflix. And like they, I, I was noticing that people were... Uh, what one of like the Verge's big stories of 2013 was n- the Netflix studio, like the idea that Netflix oh, would create content, original right? content. 
Um, House of Cards debuted to a flurry of positive reviews and viewing binges. Uh, and Arrested Development and Orange is the New Black proved it wasn't a fluke. Uh, so yeah, there were three original shows on streaming platforms that year. Those This was the first year that we got like original shows on streaming. With Amazon Studios recently releasing its first original shows, uh, yeah. So, Dang, they're 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 stepping into the fray. Wasn't was Lillehammer like one of those shows? Too? I think so. Yeah, I think that was one of Netflix's first. I remember original just shows. seeing yeah, like Silvio's face or what's his face, Steve Van Zant. Yeah, and I was like, eh, well, Sopranos ended. Maybe I look at it and I was like, what the f- what is this? But I think mm-hmm. people thought it was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no couldn't be me. No clue about all that shit. So, uh, 2013, 2012, you guys have any overall takeaways about the years, those years? Uh, 2013, I dated a lot of women who worked at weed stores. Nice. Uh, Very cool. Did you meet them at weed stores or that was just nah, like something shared like, about nah, I them? I met them through like other people in the game and- Improv? Yeah. UCB. <laughs> no, no. It was like, I don't know, you know, just- that world, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> the weed world. Um, like people okay. who are growing and shit, you know what I mean? They're always like, they yeah. all work at dispensaries. And they're like, what do you want, a cloud pen? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That's, yeah, I remember it being, those were two tough years for me because I just graduated college and didn't know what I was doing in life. Why didn't you get a job? I, I did. <laughs> What'd you do? I, my first job in, I moved directly from college to LA and my first job was working as a videographer for this handbag designer who was quite an interesting lady. Quite the character. Um, and I worked on the beach at, in Marina Del Rey and I had this weird vision of how LA was supposed to be and it was overwhelming. Uh, and then I worked in reality TV and that was a hellhole. Oh yeah. And then I quit and went to Iran for a while actually. There you and go. that was cool. I went and spent a lot of time with my uncle in Iran uh, watching him smoke cigarettes in his sweater vest. <laughs> All right, Anna, it's That's 2 o'clock. Time That's... for you to learn something. Watch me as I smoke these cigs yeah. in my sweater vest. And he's the type of guy who would let it, he would, you know when you watch people who let the yeah, ash, they, they never, never ash it. it? Yeah. I would just watch and just my, my and, hobby was, because, you know, there wasn't really any good internet and it's not like they had good cable because right. it's Iran. Everything was in either Turkish or Farsi, which to me is, I wouldn't say it's the most provocative television yeah. for me. But, um, I, my hobby was to watch and see how long it would take until the ash fell on his sweater vest. Oh, so he wasn't even... Because I sometimes, you know, people who just know the ash so well. Like, no. it's going to fall and then they're like, ah. The thing is, his son, my cousin, had died uh, a few years previously. Oh, no. So it was kind of me going to, like, reconnect and just, like, be around him. So he he was mostly drunk. Hmm. Um, but you know, like like one of those very wealthy men who doesn't really need to work anymore, but he's got this sadness about him, and all he does is smoke cigarettes and drink and watch Turkish soap operas. That sort of uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> reminds me just but like anyway, my I'm uncle actually, I'm glad I spent a lot of time with him because a few years later he passed on. So it was actually that 2013 was a big year for me and my uncle. I think mm. that was also the year he pulled me aside and said, "You ever need anything, you come to me." Oh hell yeah. Shout and that was like, damn, dude. Have you ever taken him up on that? Had him kill somebody for you or no, something? No, he passed on soon after. Well, that was actually that huge because I was, I, you know, I had a tough relationship with my father growing up. And he was the first person to acknowledge in my life that my dad was a bit of an asshole. Because, you know, everyone else goes, hey, wow. you know what? Your dad has always provided you for you. You know, he's you. trying his best. Yeah. 
you know, you just got to understand tough love is his way of showing love. And he was the first guy, first person in my entire life to be like, fuck that guy, right? (laughs) And I was like, thank you for acknowledging that we've all... I don't know, man. Yeah. (laughs) He's kind of a dick. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. And I was like, thank you, because no one else, you know, in Iranian culture, you're not supposed to talk poorly about your parents. In most immigrant cultures, you have to just respect the elders. And he was the first person to ever let me just be like... Yeah, that guy, he's got some shit, am I right? And I was like, thank you. And so anyway, shout out to my uncle, Amu Habib. Think about you, 2013 was our year. Oh. <laughs> um, 2012, 2013, the time people of the year were Barack Obama and Pope Francis. Okay. 2012 runners up, Tim Cook, because that was the year that uh, he Steve took Jobs. over. Oh, right. He died. Steve Jobs died in 2011. Got it. They never gave Steve Jobs person of the year, which I he mean, never got. He never no. got it. Really? I don't think he ever got runner up. Do you remember Steve Jobs' funeral? Yeah, I remember they compared it to like the Pope's funeral. Like it was just that level of like ball and like it was huge. So many people came out. He had that giant photo of him, and they were like, it kind of resembles as if he was some sort of like religious figure. And he was God the iPhone. The year that he uh, invented the iPhone. I think it was 2006. Yeah, five or six. 2000, January 2007, he announced the iPhone. Uh, really? Yeah. God damn. Isn't that Good wild? for him. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. The, the winner of Person of the Year that year was Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. Really? Uh, for ending his second term as president and preparing to become prime minister. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, he didn't even get a runner-up. It was just all politicians and J.K. Rowling. So it's interesting. This, like the Time Magazine Person of the Year, is very, uh, you know, lists heavily toward politicians and religious leaders. In the year they say Steve Jobs could have won if, in, in, in the eighties, the, the computer, the PC, got Man of the Year. Right in two thousand six. In two thousand six, when he was like dominating the news, his iPhone was about to come out. The winner was you, representing individual content creators on the World Wide Web. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, yeah, so that's 2012-2013. I'm sure we left maybe one or two things out, but probably not. I think I mean, we talked about it literally every every single thing that happened yeah. in those two years. Yep. Um, but uh, that's going to do it. Have a, have a great uh, Christmas tomorrow. You have a special... Special treat coming to you that yeah. we recorded earlier today. Um, on Christmas Eve, on this, St. Christmas on this, Day. The day of Christmas Eve of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Of our Lord, okay. Best Buy. <laughs> of our Lord. And my Lord, Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah, I was Full. just waiting for it. <laughs> we got it all. Do you guys, have you guys heard of Sharia law? <laughs> Are oh, you yeah. interested? <laughs> I would love if they have a pamphlet on it. <laughs> Um, let us know your memories of 2012, 2013. I feel like that's something I should say, but yeah. I don't really care. Hey. No, I do. I do. Let Come us on, know like, what you were Let doing. us know top, top memories, 2012, 2013. If you had to pick a move, actually. Did you gonna... live in your mom's back house? <laughs> Did you, We're at the end of, uh, this run of look back episodes. We're going to do our like movies of the decade and words of the decade and people of the decade so uh you know look out for that 
Uh, that's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with a special uh, treat for you guys, Santa University. Uh, so look out for that. And then back the day after that with 2014 and 2015. Talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.